Hey everybody, welcome back to the Own It podcast where we're bringing you life and leadership hacks to expand your influence and your income in the industry. This is for the aspiring top producer and we are excited today because we are privileged to have Nick, Nick Bond uh, with Movement Mortgage and uh, Nick, welcome aboard brother. Hey, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on today. Yes, sir. So we're going to kick it right off. We've got we got three three questions we want to ask you, and uh, the first one being, you know, what's worked the best for you in maximizing your impact, and whether that's you know in your team, your community, with clients, maximizing your impact. What's what what's what's your go to? So my my go to as far as. Um growth and and business is is being authentic being authentic to myself um having uh values that uh, i won't compromise on um thankfully uh, my wife has been a rock by my side to help me in that journey and uh you know she is i'll give a shout out to her kim bond thank you so much for all your love and support um she's been amazing uh for me and and helping me grow and and learn this industry and and become a uh uh, a, a strong leader in it, so it's it's been wonderful. Um, and as far as you know, uh, staying to that authentic tone is um, you know being real with people and communicating and uh, you know following what direction that the Lord leads me in. Hmm. I love that you said being real with people, and then shout out to to your wife Kim. I, I just recently um, I was faced with a situation, just really difficult, kind of emotionally charged personal attack and you know you, you you're in this as a leader right and you, you carry that you're trying to protect your team you're trying to bear it and uh jen came around my wife and she just says hey you know let you know christ-like spirit christ-like spirit you know yeah i'm like i'm man wow what a rock so i love that you brought that in because we truly are as, as couples we're truly a team in this right yeah. and uh that's fantastic so all, authenticity jason what would you add to that or ask as a follow-up no i can just speak to you know nick being true to that, uh, Nick and Kim are both uh, awesome Christian people, and um, they really do give back. Really do back up, you know what he says he's going to do. Um, he says he's going to get the loan done. He's going to get the loan done. He says he's going to, you know, do something for the community. He goes out and does it. Um, he's just true to his word. And and I would just add, you know, when I think of things like that as a leader, and and especially like in training. Uh, you know, training top producer or training a team, leading a team, it's involvement. You know, it's not a just, hey, I'm going to tell you to do something and it's done. You got to be clear. Uh, communication is key. And I think, you know, just from what I know of Nick, uh, you know, he's very uh, clear in his communication. Uh, he's talking about setting his boundaries and sticking to his his word and what he does, and what he believes in. And I think, um I think Nick really holds that tight and, and does a good job with it. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll give you the $20 when we're done. <laughs> so, uh, but that's true. I mean, setting the appropriate boundaries, setting the appropriate expectations um, so that uh, clients, customers, referral partners, um, you know, know what to expect and, and what they can get and obtain from you going in and what service level you're going to be able to provide for them is, is it's truly a, it's a critical key uh, to growth and, um, you know, repeating success in business and then growing and building off of that. Um, I've always uh, said that, you know, if, if we can take uh, a transaction and make it as 
uh, assembly line as, pos as possible. It allows us to set those parameters and those expectations for clients um, so that they know exactly what to expect. We know what to expect as we go through it. Um, you know, it took a couple of years to get that process down and, and learn it. But, uh, you know, once we've got it down and together, uh, it really does help build a, a strong, uh, comfortable experience for the client going in. And then the mm. referral partners uh, feel comfortable referring back to you when those clients have good, strong experiences. I love that you say that because bound, you know, a lot of times so I coach sales teams all over the mid-Atlantic. And, you know, a lot of times in sales, man, we're looking for the fun. We want the fun or the energy. We want to bring in the connection, the people, and we have all those skills of that. And a lot of times we're lacking the discipline and the boundaries and the setting those expectations and really owning the process. And I tell teams all the time, if you want to have fun, if you truly want to have fun, because there's no fun when everyone's expectations are out of whack because we didn't set them up. If you really want to have fun at what you do, lay a firm foundation, like go in, and have the process nailed down and simple. Like, and what did what did uh what did uh, Steve Jobs say? He's you know making something simple is actually really really hard, right? Making it so simple, like you said, the transaction should be it, it should be so simplified that you your referral partners are not confused with your trans with your uh, with your um, with your uh, process. Now, go back to your authenticity. I think it all ties in because then you're authentic. You're like you know what step one two three what you're asking me to do doesn't really fit what what i'm geared to do so i'm going to be right up front with somebody and say hey that's so and so down the road that's that's not me um and i think it allows for and then also when the transaction is going do you find that you have more time because you are you do have those boundaries set that you can now show up in a you know fully present way you're not stressed out about your process you know exactly what needs to happen next so now you're showing up more authentically do you think that all ties in together oh i agree 100 percent um you know it with setting the right expectations you know we can have clients who you know every individual client that we work with and deal with you know they all have their their own um direction or way that they feel the process should work and unfortunately uh, what a, a lot of people in my industry have uh, not been successful at, and I, and I wasn't either at the beginning of, of my career, uh, was allowing that client to manage the transaction. Um, mm. And that always leads the client because they always have different expectations of you. And that always leads them to a path where they become disenfranchised with the service that you're providing. Because you, mm. and but the truth of the matter is, is you're working harder trying to meet their uh, expectation of, um, you know, coming to their office and helping them hand sign a document, right? Versus mm -hmm. driving all around town and you are working extremely hard trying to meet those expectations for any random given client versus, hey, this is what I need you to do, step A, step B, step C. That will lead us to our end goal of step Z, which is you owning a home. If you take control yeah. of that process and move them through it, it's a much smoother process for the client. It's a much smoother process for you as the loan originator um, because you get to come into work and you know what you're expecting, you know what you're gonna deal with and uh, that stress comes off of your shoulders and that's a much better way to live and have your career uh, work for you. Fantastic, which tees us up for question number two perfectly. What's the number one key to operate at a level it takes to become a top producer? Oh man, it's uh, it's definitely organization and systems. Um, 
with without good systems and process and, and good organizations and a, and a strong, amazing backbone of team of support behind you, um, uh. the, we can't do this job by ourselves as a loan officer, especially not at any kind of a, a high level and, and repeatable volume. Um, we have to have systems in place, um, step A, step B, step C, uh, on every transaction that's repeatable um, and assembly line-like, right? Uh, while still giving that client the uh, customization for their specific needs um, and, and a strong team behind you. Um, my uh, loan officer assistant, Jenna Hoyle, she is, I, I, I don't even know what I would do without her. I will just tell you that right off the bat. She's an amazing uh, assistant. Anybody who's listened to this, you cannot recruit her. She is a rock star. <laughs> she is staying with me. Um, she's been amazing. Uh, and um, you know, building teams off of that and then growing uh, exponentially off of those systems, um, it's, it's, it's been great. And that's, that's the key, systems and processes. That's the number one mm. key to growth. And um, you know, being able to spread your time across multiple uh, relationships and clients. Mm. You know, when I, I started it. out, I, you know, as, as a loan officer many moons ago, long time ago, you know, I would have told you, you know, as, as a young or new loan officer coming out the gate into the loan officer world, it's grit. You know, you've got to outwork. You've got to, you've got to be able to take the nose um, to get the yeses. You've got to, it's, it's all about the grittiness of, of grinding out to get referral partners, to get the business in the door. And then it's also, it's just as gritty to get a deal done. And, and Nick is completely right, 100% that if you are going to do it the right way, if you're going to want to scale, it's about people. It's about people having those processes, that organization in place for those people to fall in line, do their responsibilities, do their duties, be held accountable, and so that it ensures a smooth transaction. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, my, uh, my coach, Joel Epstein, um, he had mentioned to me one line uh, and I took it to heart. He said, the amount of business you're doing right now is perfectly custom to the systems you have in place. If you want mm. to change the amount of business you're doing, you have to change the systems you have in place. Uh, and, you know, if you think about that, uh, it's it's amazingly true, right? If you want to grow, you've got to do things differently than what you've done in the past. And that's really what it's about. And that's not just about going out and, um, you know, offering up, uh, you know, marketing agreements or uh, advertising uh, dollars with, with anybody who has a, uh, a real estate license. It's about mm -hmm. developing systems uh, to put yourself in a strong position to give repeatable success to help agents grow their own business. Um, that's what it's about. Mm. I love what you both have shared on this. And so let's go back to, to the comment of you can't, you can't recruit your LOA. Um, <laughs> I love what you said there. You know, what was, what's interesting though, is in this industry, oftentimes you'll see certain companies or certain cultures that have a high turnover, right? Um, so let me ask you as a follow-up, and I'll ask both of you, Nick and Jason, what do you do as business owners, as team leaders, what do you do to appreciate 
your people, right? You They work so hard to build these systems and processes. And then, hey, let's go to the next level. So now we're going to scale these business processes. Now we're going to evolve these systems and processes, right? We need to be, get the ship bigger if we're going to sail the entire ocean, not just the harbor, right? So let's, like, we got to grow the systems and processes. Those people work so hard. They're the backbone, like you said. What do you do to make sure they're sticking to you like white on rice? Well, the first thing I would say is you have to treat people the way that you want to be treated, right? Uh, being, uh, <laughs> I had a, a individual from a title company tell me the other day they wanted to come join my team, and I, I said, "Why?" They said, "Well, at least I know I'd have a better boss." And and that oh, and that wow. and that took me like I took me you know aback a little bit, and I said, "Hold on, wait." Um, okay, I, I didn't really know how to respond to it in the moment, but it really comes down to the way that you treat people. If you love and value people, and you make that your mission. Uh, and understand that they're not there to um, just do what you say. They're there for their own families, for, for their children, mm -hmm. right? They're working a job to provide for the ones that they love. And if you can honor it and appreciate that, um, that goes an amazingly uh, far way. Um, that, that's number one. Number two, if you have good people, pay good people, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's don't lead with the money, lead with love. Right. But if an individual is is performing well, they're performing at a high level, compensate them for that. And and that helps build loyalty as well. I love it. Yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll just add on to that. Um, you know, I think it goes back to vision on how you want your company to run. And I think I think a lot of agency owners or, or, or owners in general loan officers put they don't they don't put culture first and I, I think it's one of the most important things you can do if not the most important because it's going to take people to grow and I my goal at my agency is to create something that cannot be recreated um, it, it is the dream job um, no one wakes up and says hey I want to be an insurance agent but with what we do, we have fun with what we do. We make it interesting. Uh, we make it the best job. And uh, I think that, I think, you know, obviously you have to have people that are bought into your vision. You have to have people that are aligned with what you um, expect, the expectations are there. But we do things, um, you know, we do some pretty amazing things. Like, you know, we do gifts for spouses and, um, you know, we draw them in. We, we really make it a team kind of atmosphere and leaning on each other I, I, my team you know they call each other outside of work um they're we're all bonded uh we are truly a family and as we grow bigger and bigger it, it's not someone's just a number uh, yeah. they're they're part of the family I, I love what i love what you're saying and, and everyone buying in and creating that culture and we really are in more control as leaders of the culture than i think oftentimes we we accept um it's it's the it's the it's the um it's it's the shortness in our in our responses to our team or it's our willingness to take the time the open door policy the first you know they get the first phone call i, I like what jim collins said in one of his books he's like you know a lot of companies will say client first we're client centric we're client he's like we gotta be employee first our clients are better if we're employee first employee centric right because our team and the health of our team will spill over to our clients. People and so what, what you, 
Yeah, what you both are saying is is fantastic. Uh, well, as we're wrapping up here, and I know we can go on and on on that topic alone. That's fantastic. Uh, Nick, who's had the greatest influence on your life, and uh, and how has that enhanced your own influence? Man, there is there is no <laughs> there is no other way to say this, but Jesus Christ has had the greatest influence on my life. He has touched my heart. Amen. He has made me a changed man. He has created in me a love for others that I did not have before. And that love for others has helped me grow, helped me build relationships with those around me and develop relationships and uh, develop uh, meaningful experiences for my clients and for my, help me develop relationships and uh, put me in a place where I have real compassion for people. Um, Before the Lord came into my heart or before I rededicated my life to him, uh, I was an extremely selfish person, extremely ambitious, and uh, put myself above others. And and I mean that's that's a change that that only He can provide, right? That's wow. external uh, to my heart. And um, you know that's the number one thing that has helped me as a person, uh, helped me lead my family, and helped me lead my industry. Wow. Amen, and and I love. Not much more to say for that. (laughs) Just mic drop, right? We're just wow. I'm telling you, I I I think the biggest thing I picked up out of all that that like right away my spirit resonated with, uh, Nick was when you said, "It's helped me not put myself above others," because in the flesh and with my ego that in the driver's seat, I've lived that life. I think all of us can attest to that. We've lived that life, like. Our, our our society pushes that right it's um you need to have a brand you need to have a following you need to create create and w- there's nothing wrong with having influence we all have influence whether we accept it or not actually but by having that servant uh mentality being the i always talk about it being the inverse of the worldly economy it's um the servant is the greatest of all and it's like love others and you know it's it, it and, and those people, you know, a lot of times people, want, they don't look, they don't value the relationship side because they're going after the revenue. But it's at, in fact, that's short term, that's short sighted um, where and then I told somebody the other day, I said, ego will only help me get better than the other guy. It won't ever really bring true excellence. Right. Because where where when you're when you're putting yourself down. Um, or, or yourself, like, you know, you're, you're dying to self and you're putting others first. Now it's like, how can I become more excellent so I can be a better leader or a better dad or a better whatever? So it's that inside out change that the Lord brings our lives in, into our lives. So, man, you spoke to me, Jason, I'm sure it resonated with you too. Oh, yeah. Man, let me tell you, there is nothing better, nothing better than coming into work, doing, the, doing what you need to do and knowing that your trust is in the Lord. Because you're secure, right? You're mm. totally secure in feast or famine. And in the feast, hey, it's great. Thank you, Lord. I cannot believe that you've done this for me. And in famine, it's amazing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for taking this responsibility from me and taking it on yourself. I, I love you. Thank you, Father. I know you'll walk me through this. There's nothing There's nothing better than the peace that that gives, <laughs> gives a person. There's nothing better. Feast or famine, I'm secure. Man, that's fantastic. You know, I was talking to a buddy the other day and um, last year my wife went through her breast cancer journey and it it pulled my attention like so much. I I needed to be focused in family. 
And as a business owner and as a, you know, manager of a region, I'm, I'm sitting here going, okay, you know, take a deep breath here. A lot of plates in the air, but let me, let me, let me think about this for a second. And God brought Exodus 14, 14 to my mind where they're standing at the Red Sea. <laughs> There's no path forward. And, but, but Pharaoh's army's behind them about to close in and, and annihilate them. And in my flesh, right, at my ego in the driver's seat, I want to pull my sword and go to fight Pharaoh's army. But God told them, he said, command them to stand still and hold their peace. And he said, I will fight for them. And when I read that verse, it hit me for the first time. They weren't sitting there on their duff. I mean, they had all their family, their cattle, their flocks. Their, they had all the encampment. They had everything that he had given them to tend to, i.e. my wife, my kids, um, my business. He had, he had given them that. The, the, the business side was, or for us, the Red Sea was you know, getting over this cancer journey. So we needed to focus there. Pharaoh's army was all the other battles that I thought I needed to go win that I had no place fighting. And so I took my spreadsheets, I took my, uh, my, my, you know, everything I had for, for the vision for growing business. And I just wrote Exodus 14, 14 at the top and pit, pin it up on the wall. So every morning, like, yes, I showed up. Yes, I gave my clients my cell phone number when I was driving to Charlottesville. When I was accessible, but I was not going to obsess over the battle that was the Lord's. And you know what happened? We double business. Yeah. Amen. And I was like, oh, you know, what you said in feast or famine, I'm secure. Man, they, I, I, you bring me to tears, brother. That's you're you're living and walking and talking this. And how much better is your team because of your faith? I, I see your influence has expanded because of the influence of Jesus Christ in your life. Amen. Hundred percent. Can't. Yes. Agreed. Wow. Gotta love the inspiration. Well, gentlemen, this has been great. And listen, if you're listening to this because you've received it from one of us or through your channel um, of, or your sphere of influence, pass this on to somebody. I, there have been some gold nuggets dropped today. In fact, if you don't know Joel Epstein, you need to know him. Um, I love that you brought up your coach, um, Nick, because I, I feel like, you know, everyone. I love that you got one. Life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so um, check him out. If you're looking to, you're aspiring to be a top producer. If you're not part of the VMBA yet, uh, please check them out. Uh, they, one thing I love about the VMBA, and Jason, you backed me up on this. They bring leaders like Nick. They bring top producers to panels. They interview leadership and bring things that are going to grow you, not just your, not just how to process more orders through, but how to become a better leader. And um, so if you're not a member yet, definitely check them out. We, we put the link in the show notes. So check them out um jason what would you add and then i'll let nick give the closing word no i think nick you're amazing uh as a person as a loan officer um love you as a friend buddy uh, you've always been uh you've always been a good friend to me and uh just i mean the way you broke down this this uh this podcast man it just there's so many good things that every loan officer can jot down and even successful ones can get better at and learning. And, and the uh, VMBA is, is great for that. I mean, the panels, when I was at the last one, you know, I guess it was like two years ago at this point, but full room packed, people standing in the back and everyone writing notes down on the loan officer panel of top producers. It's just uh, an amazing event. They do a lot of good things for the community. A lot of, a lot of good things for obviously loan officers in general. But uh, uh, Nick, just powerful stuff there. Uh, VMBA is powerful. If you're not involved, get involved. 
right. Ag- agree. Awesome. Agree. Well, fellas, thank you guys for your time today. Um, in, in closing, you know, the only thing I would I would really say is, you know, we, we touched on a lot of things about leadership and and, and, and business. And but the really I mean, I, I know you could tell what my passion was. You know, the most important thing is an individual relationship with Jesus. That's the most important thing. And if anybody's listened to this, if you have any questions or want to talk about business or Jesus, uh, just hit me up. Uh, Nick can My number's on there. And uh, I'll. I'll gladly talk about jesus with you all day long so absolutely and nick uh we will put your information your contact information in the show notes so if you're listening to this uh nick's information will be uh in the show notes just uh shoot him an email or a text and uh i really appreciate you joining us today uh follow our podcast guys give us a five-star rating share it out and uh, we'll catch you next week with another top producer thanks fellas